Okay, so I'm going to read from my new book, which uh, called Reeling Through Life, How I Learned to Live, Love, and Die at the Movies. Um, it's my first nonfiction book. It's a book of essays, so it's sort of part film criticism, part memoir. Hello, I'm Amy Scribner. And I'm Kim Edelman. And we are here on a rainy day in Los Angeles at Skylight Books with author Tara Eisen and her new book, Reeling Through Life, How I Learned to Live, Love, and Die at the Movies. Hi. Thanks. Hello. Thanks. Welcome. Thanks Welcome, Thank Tara. Thank you. You know, Amy and I are uh, avid readers and frequent moviegoers, yes. so this book was right up our alley. Oh, good. And we had a lot of questions and things we want to talk to you about. Okay. Yes. Great. But let me just jump into the first thing is that, of uh -huh. course, we're very interested in books that are adapted into movies, mm. and you cover several books, uh, movies in your book. What yeah. is your favorite book to movie adaptation? You know what? I mean, the first one that probably leaps to mind that I talk about a lot in the book, in the essay called How to Be a Writer, would be The World According to Garth. Yes. yes. And I will, I will confess, I am not a fan of the book. Oh, really? And I mm. adore the movie. Um, yeah. I loved the movie, I think, for two reasons. One, because it was the first movie I had ever seen that captured the experience of writing, mm -hmm. not just the experience of being a writer, you know, strolling on the right. beach and living in a Parisian garret and <laughs> drinking a lot of wine. Which is what writers do, right? Right. <laughs> but it actually tried to capture the process of writing by, by letting us into what was going through Garp's head while he was writing, and I found that fascinating. And then I also thought Robin Williams' performance was just so beautiful. I actually am a bigger yeah. fan of the book than the movie. Fair enough. Fair Have enough. you done both? Done both, and I like both. Okay. Of course, uh, yeah. Artist I objective. Do. I love, Artist yeah. objective. I do go. like both. I did like the movie, because the movie, of course, you can watch over and over again, and I don't tend to reread books. Yes. Mm. These books are very so, big. Yeah. Yes. It's a commitment to reread exactly. books. Um, so... Uh, we were going to ask you, what character do you most identify with? You talk about so many oh. that influenced your childhood and your life and up to now being wow. a woman. What, who, who do you most identify with, do you In, think? You know what? It depends on my mood. It mm -hmm. depends. I mean, I, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I liked to think I identified with Lolita. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I identify with Mrs. Robinson um, many, many years later. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling a little crazy, I... I identify with Winona Ryder's character in Girl Interrupted. Right. And when I'm feeling, um, or, or, or uh, Francis, the Jessica, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, when the movie with Jessica Lange. Uh, if I'm feeling Jewish, I identify with Golda from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> um, it really sort of depends on my mood, which I guess is what the book is about. Is right. All of these, how, how film shapes so many different aspects of your identity. Uh, through your identification yeah. with the different characters. Well, I think any woman could relate to this book, especially. Oh, I mean, especially okay. women, but men also, of course, because it's, uh, as um, you call it, a cinephile memoir, which yeah. I love is an apt term, because we are so influenced yeah. by what we read and what we watch. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. we do love that portrait of a woman, you know. I did, anyway. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> and do you look at movies now and having written about them so much? I, you know what, at this point in my life, I think I'm who I am. I, I'm yeah. certainly not as impressionable as I was as an adolescent or young adult, or probably even in my 30s or 40s. At this point, I think it's a done deal. I think I'm, I'm fully cooked. Yeah. Um, but movies still influence and affect me and, of course, move me and enrage me and captivate me. And right. I'd still rather probably be watching a movie than just about anything else. Now, what's also unique about you is you're also a screenwriter. So I was, yes. in another life, yeah. So do you look at movies differently as a result of that? I, You know, it was so long ago that I worked as a screenwriter. I think I watch movies with different brains. I, I think that there's a time when I watch movies 
the way anybody watches a movie, just to be immersed in the experience and uh, lose myself, escape from my real life and enter into this other reality. Um, but then there's a time when I am more analytical or, or critical, and it could be when, for example, with this book, I, I watched or re-watched about 115 movies, <laughs> and I watched them more analytically because right. I was looking yeah. to do analysis. I use film a lot as a professor. I, I like to bring film mm -hmm. examples in. Mm -hmm. um, even when I'm teaching fiction, I think sometimes students relate to film in a way that's different from fiction. Yes. So when I'm doing that, I tend to be a little bit more analytical right. and, you know, professory. I um, think it's a nice way to feel tone. Yeah. You know, because yeah. film is very, the visual sets a tone yeah. that you, yeah. that is left up to the imagination as a reader. Absolutely. But as a viewer, it's told to, a, you know, which is nice. You yeah. can still feel that way. Yeah. But what yeah. I also really liked about your book is quite often with books, we go back and read them a lot and depending mm. on what age we read them and what age we're reading, we get more out of it. Oh, and yeah. what your book was about was about movies that you get more out, different things out of it at different ages. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's similar with yeah. books. That, you know, a movie that I might have seen when I was six years old that affected me in a really powerful way. I had a completely different relationship to watching it when I was 18 or watching it when I was 30 or watching it when I was 40. I, you know, it sort of layers on different insights. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're open to different insights at different parts in your life and your development. And so the best movies, I think, really can be watched over and over again, yeah. like, yes. like the best books. Yes, definitely. And we do want to make a side note that Tara co-wrote ah. uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which is a cult favorite. I did see it. Oh, we did see it. Everybody saw it. It's so great. So that is her other life ago. is the screenwriter. Thank you. Um, so one of our last questions is, um, in a very meta way, if your book were made into a movie, who would play you? Oh, this book? Wow. <laughs> this book wouldn't that be you know, life? If this book were ever going to be made into a movie, I think that they should cast like a dozen different people. Oh. To play all of the different aspects of yes. identity that I talk about in That's the book, because I, 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 you know we are we wear different faces constantly. Yes, we and do. I, I think that would be a really fun That'd way to do it. That'd be the way it. to go. Yeah. Oh, that is great. All right. Well, thank you, thank Tara. You. Thank you. We are Kim, excited. I appreciate it. Yes, and um, we are very excited to hear you read from your book yeah, today at 5 p.m. at Skylight Books. All right. Thank you thank so you. much.